Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Believe in UConn Women's Basketball Podcast. I am your host, like always, Jacob DeLawrence. Right here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Ooh, boy. Um, I believe this team is uh, trying to raise my blood pressure. I believe that. <sighs> Connecticut, Memphis, 12-point victory for the Lady Huskies. It it ain't pretty, man. It It's not pretty. We're going to get into exactly why it's not pretty, what the Lady Huskies can do to improve. They got UCF coming after UCF is Tulane, and then it's the big one. It's Tennessee. It's the rivalry renewed. Maybe they're looking a little forward, but I don't know. We'll figure that out. But, of course, before we get to that, got to do the little housekeeping like always. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, the Fab Five of the podcast, the Big Five. That's where you can find this show. All you got to do is open up your respective app, go to that search bar, and type in Believe, B-L-E-A-V. When you do that, you won't see a whole bunch of shows come up because we're the number one podcast network for professionals. So you know we're going to have the best shows out there. We got quality and quantity. Ain't either or with us. We got both of them. So when you see that pop up, let me just go ahead and pull the phone up right now, open up Apple Podcasts. Let's see what we get when we type in Believe. B-L-E-A-V. You got Believe in Slapdick podcast with head coach Jason Brown from Last Chance U. You got Believe in 49ers. You got a podcast for the Gonzaga Zags. You got Millennial Sports Talk. You got gymnastics, man. I know there's a whole generation of young girls out there that have seen the Simone Biles of the world just come through and just dominate in gymnastics. It's possible, ladies. You can do it. So you got a podcast for that. We got the Florida Gators. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got Oakland Raiders, soon to be the Las Vegas Raiders. You got Vanderpump Rules. You got FSU football. We got it all, man. But all you got to do is open up your respective podcast app, type in Believe, and then you hit, you type in N, and in this case, you're going to type in UConn, U-C-O-N-N, and then Women's Basketball, W-B-B. Just type in UConn. It'll pop up right there for you. You see that nice basketball with that beautiful Husky logo. Go ahead and tap on it. If you're not already subscribed to it, just hit that subscribe button. Give it a little five-star review. Go ahead and share it. Like, leave a comment. Let me know. Feedback, man. I mean listener-based podcast. I'm just the host. This is our show. I want you to be as much as part of this show as I am. So whatever you got, let me know. And if you're on Twitter or Instagram, use the hashtag BelieveUConn. That's hashtag B-L-E-A-V-U-C-O-N. Let me feedbacks. Let me know comments. Anything. I'm going to see it. I want to do a Q&A. We're going to do a mailbag episode one day. Might be able to pull in a couple people, get a little mailbag going, have some fun. You know, because every episode we ain't got to break down. You know, I want to have some fun with you guys, get something a little different, you know, just spice things up a little bit. And also, while you're on Twitter, make sure you go ahead and give me a follow at underscore J Della. That's at underscore J D E L A. And also give Believe a follow as well at Believe Podcast. 
B-L-E-A-V-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S. I just spelled out podcast and almost tripped myself up. Hey, that's what happens. But like I said, Connecticut, Memphis, 12-point victory. Surface level, if you're just like glancing, you're like, all right, good. Connecticut won another one. Cool. You take a little bit of a deep dive. Nah, man, this ain't it, Chief. This, this ain't good. What, what What's going on here? Like, why? What, what, what happened? So let's just take a look and just see what happened. Memphis came out hot. They used an 11-0 run to go up in the first quarter, 21-15 to 15 over Connecticut. All right. Not how you want to start things off. That's cool. Connecticut came back in the second quarter, rallied, took that lead going in the half. Feeling good. All right. It's a little two-point lead, but say, hey, we got momentum. All right. We'll come out third quarter, a little back and forth. Finally get a double-digit lead with about a minute left in the quarter. And then next thing you know, to end that quarter and to start the fourth quarter, Memphis hits you with an 8-0 run, and you're like, whoa, 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 time out, time out, time out. It's a three-point game. We were just up. So it's like, all right, that's cool. You take a little break, and eventually Connecticut managed to pull away for the 12-point victory. It was ugly, <laughs> to say the best. I mean, that's about the only way I could put it. I don't want to call it a bad game, per se, because it was, but honestly, it's just more so, it's just ugly. It's just... You, this is what happens when you own a team, and I mean own a team as in Connecticut is 11-0 all-time against Memphis, and the closest margin of loss for Memphis was a 83-49 game back in 2014. So six years ago, almost to the day, in January of 2014, Connecticut beat Memphis 83-49. That is the closest that Memphis had come in a game against Connecticut prior to this past game. Let's do a quick math here. 34 points. You mean to tell me 34 points is the closest you've come to beating me in 10 matchups prior to this game? 34? And then this one, you you managed to play us incredibly well. Probably played Memphis, they probably played their best game of the season, and they lost by 12, had a couple leads, they went on some runs. It was a game that had you a little uncomfortable. You're sitting here watching it like, are we are we doing this right now? Memphis? Like, they're, they're only 3-3 in conference. They're 9-7. Like, Memphis? The women? The lady? The lady Tigers? Not Penny and the boy in the men's team. No, we got the oh man, what what what's going on? Connecticut, but wait, Connecticut just smashed Houston. So were they just was that emotion? What what's going on? Are they still feeling Baylor? It was one of those where you're just like, I don't know what what what's going on here, what's going on. And it was interesting about this game after the game. Memphis coach she made a statement of saying, I don't think it's a moral victory. I think it just shows them how good they can be and should be and how good we can be when we play our tails off. And close quote, that is pretty an honest approach. And it's even more honest when Gino essentially doubled down and basically said that, hey, if they play like this against any other team, they're likely to win. Actually, he didn't say likely. He said they're going to win, obviously. 
So congrats to them. But like a true champion, a true elite program, a true top tier team does, you manage to make just enough plays when you need to make the plays to escape with a win. And this was an escape. It wasn't a solid beat down, anything of that nature. No, this was, hey, we're escaping. We got this. All right. Woo. We, we get a day off before we have to go see um, UCF. All right. Well, you know, just kind of take a little bit to recover. And we'll, we'll go back and we'll smack UCF. We'll, we'll see how that game plays. Only time will tell. But let's just go ahead and look at this box score real quick and just see exactly how Memphis handled their scoring and what was going on with the Lady Huskies to where the fact that Memphis was able to go on multiple runs to take leads and to cut leads down to two and three points and give Connecticut a scare. Irwin, she came through. She did her usual bit, 24 minutes, four rebounds, two assists. No points. Megan Walker gave us 14. Olivia Nelson gave us 8. Williams gave us 16. Dangerfield stepped up with 24. Get 6 from the bench. It was a very starter-heavy game. Bench only played a total of 36 minutes. Okay. Most of those coming from one person. Alright, you got 36 minutes from the bench. Cool. Your starters, on the other hand, Dangerfield 40. Williams 33. Olivia, 27, Megan, 40, Erwin, 24. That that is a starter-heavy game. And in a game like this where Memphis was hanging in, pulling, pulling guard, taking your punch, you can't rely on your bench when you know you need to knock Memphis out. And you feel like your bench isn't where you think it should be or where you want it to be to be able to land the knockout blow if your starters can't do it. So you have to trust your starters. As a team, Connecticut shot 46% from the field, 32% from three-point land, 57% from the line. That's not good, ladies. 8 of 14. You You left a good bit of points. Let's say you hit... Three or four more. That's 70 to 56. It looks a little better. 71, 56 looks a little better. Turnovers, 13 turnovers. You're right around that average of 12. Can't complain. It was all right. You know, you had a few that kind of aided Memphis when they were going on their run. A little inopportune at the moment, but 13 as a team, I can't complain because Baylor, you almost turned it over 20 times. You've had these high turnover games. So, hey, 13 turnovers, 13 turnovers, cool, good job. We're cutting things down. Hopefully this is a sign of this team is learning to handle the ball better, not necessarily force plays for something to happen, but just taking what the defense gives you and making the most of it. On the Memphis side of things, two points, four points, three points, eight points, and then 21 points from your starters. And you get another 18 from your bench. It was a solid one-two person show from Memphis, but that one-two person show was enough to give Connecticut a run and make them sweat. Memphis shot 70% from the foul line, 14 to 20. 
31% from three, four, 13. You got to figure that if Memphis hits one or two of those threes in those clutch moments of during those runs or when it was real tight, it may have swung momentum just enough where I'm not saying Memphis could have upset Connecticut, but Memphis could have made it a lot closer than 12 points at the very end because a play like that, that just shifts momentum. Even though a team like Connecticut has handled momentum shifts and they are a superior team compared to Memphis, you play Memphis at home, crowd gets into it, that brief momentum shift will surprise a lot of people. Like Gino said, going into the season, this team is comprised of players who have played a lot, but they're having to step into new roles. So now you may have played 30 minutes on a regular basis coming off the bench or being a starter, but being a third or fourth option, not having to have to lead the team, keep things level kill, you can kind of take a punch and be like, oh, 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 I'm a little shook. Like, I'm a little out of it right now. Moment got too big. Now, there's no Kenny Lou. There's none of that. So now you're in the hot seat. You're the top dog. So now when your teammates are in the same place that you were, you're like, wait, I can't go there. You have to be able to lead. So this is a growing process, growing pains. This game is part of that. It makes you a better team. Come March Madness, it makes it better for you because you're going to breeze through the round of 64. You're going to breeze through the round of 32. Hell, more than likely, you're going to get through the Sweet 16 with very little trouble. But when you get to that Elite Eight, and especially that Final Four, if you get past the Elite Eight, that's where things get tight. And this is where games like this, you can sit back and go, all right, we've been in a dogfight. It was against a lesser opponent, but we've been in the dogfight. So we know how those momentum swings go. This moment shouldn't be too big where we completely check out. We can at least handle it at minimum. And that is all you can hope for. So a game like this against a team that you have literally smacked around for 11 straight games, I'm sorry, 10 straight games prior to this one, now it makes you realize that, hey, um, (laughs) all right, anybody can hit us any given night. But hey, these guys are good. And Gino even said that to said to that same effect after the game that I quote, it's good and bad, I guess, that we're not in a position to have to prove ourselves that much in these games. They've been kind of one sided a lot of times. Sometimes you don't realize that maybe we have some guys on our team that can make plays when we have to, close quote. And he's right. When you own and dominate a team and honestly a conference, like Connecticut has dominated Memphis and the American Athletic Conference since joining. You kind of get comfortable where you're just like, meh, all right. Hey, you know what? I don't have to worry about it. We're good. We don't have to We don't have to step up to a moment because there's no moment because we've already taken you out the game by the time you hit halfway through the second quarter. So props to Memphis for stepping up, especially given that Memphis had to have seen what Connecticut did to Houston prior. If you need a refresher, Connecticut obliterated Houston. It was final score 91 to 51. It was a trademark Connecticut beatdown. And honestly, it could have been a lot worse than 91 to 51. And I know that sounds horrible, but it's also the truth. So Memphis is sitting there looking at it like, all right, Connecticut lost to Baylor. So they're kind of, maybe they're a little wounded a week. Or or maybe they're going to be upset. Let's see what happens Sunday. Oh, they're mad, mad. They, they smacked Houston. And Memphis was like, all right, we're next. 
props to them for just not folding laying down. They stood up. They put up a hell of a fight. They made it way closer than Connecticut will probably ever admit that it was or that they wanted it to be. And they forced the Lady Huskies to grow, to learn, at least we hope, something from this game. What they'll do next from here, we don't know. We have UCF on Thursday. Only time will tell. But you got to think that this is a blip and not the start of a trend. Because if this is a start of a trend, this is the wrong time to want to trend to mediocrity, to the median. You don't want to go to be average because you have UCF, you have a subpar Tulsa team, and then you have Tennessee. So you have a rivalry game in a week against your most fierce rival, and you haven't played this team in a minute for various reasons. So now it is all it's coming back. The rivalry is coming back. You're going to see the ESPN hype patch packages, the trademark ones. The ones that you know they spent some time on. You're going to start seeing the interviews to former players. So maybe you're looking ahead and you got caught looking ahead a little bit. I don't know what it is. I just hope that it's not the start of a trend. Because this is the wrong time in the season to hit a trend. You're roughly 15 games in. If you slug through, struggle through UCF next, you get Tulsa. Say you struggle with Tulsa and then you eventually pull away. You get Tennessee. Should be tightly contested. Maybe you just throttle Tennessee. Okay. Then you get Eastern Carolina. You get Cincinnati. Should be too easy to win games. And then you have Oregon. And a week after Oregon, you have South Carolina. Wrong time. Not the time to be, nope. You better grow up and figure out who you are. Hopefully, this is not the start of a trend. It's just a little, little hiccup. You're coming off of the emotional high of reminding everybody that yeah we lost one but please don't get it twisted we're still connecticut sorry houston nothing personal so you kind of come off that high you're not playing with motion you're playing normal you're playing within yourself but you're trained and hung over from that high because it took so much out of you and it happens i'm not going to call this a trap it's just a bad ugly day at the office end of the day you left with a win and that's what matters you're still undefeated in conference on to the next one there's really nothing else to say about this game UCF is up next and then it's Tulsa and then we get Tennessee 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 it'd be good to start the rivalry back hopefully we can keep it going women's basketball is better when Connecticut and Tennessee play it doesn't matter where they're ranked it doesn't matter where they play. They could play in the middle of Kansas or the middle of Alaska for all we care. Best believe whatever arena or gym they're in, it will be packed to the rafters. It will be televised. It will get eyes on the sport. It will help the sport grow. So, hey, Tennessee, we're coming. But first, UCF, then Tulsa. You handle what's in front of you. You worry about what's behind them after. Business. Business, business. And we'll see if the Lady Huskies can take care of business against UCF. And hopefully they don't start trending to mediocrity. And they reestablish themselves as Connecticut and give um, UCF a trademark Connecticut win.
I'm sorry, a trademark Connecticut beatdown that leads to a Connecticut win. If not, we might have to sit here and have an honest discussion about exactly who this team is and what they're capable of and if a national title seems like a realistic goal. But hey, time will tell. Like always, I am your host, Jacob Lawrence. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at underscore jdella. Give a leave. Follow as well at the leave podcast. Until next time, we're UConn. You're not. Sorry, not sorry. Go Huskies. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.